0: hey guys it's kelsey and welcome back to letters from a 2020 senior so this is going to be a solo episode of just me talking and it's going to focus on life in denmark and the culture and everything i've learned when i was studying abroad there because i just got back um a little more than a week ago and finally came back home um it's been really nice but i've learned it was really exciting experience study abroad there and i learned so much about a very different culture and a way of life and I thought it'd be cool to share that with you guys and just do a quick little episode about um, what it was like to live in Copenhagen. So starting off I sort of preface this by saying that this was just my experience living there and um, what I've learned in class and what I've heard from other from Danes I've met. I had a, I think I mentioned this in the last episode because I talked about study abroad a bit um, but I took a class that was Danish language and culture. So we talked a lot about Danish culture like in an academic setting and stuff like that. So I just wanted to preface it by saying this is just what I've experienced, what I've learned. But um, so if there's any like generalizations and stuff like that, there's obviously might not be totally accurate, but this is just my takeaway from life in Denmark. So starting off with like mindset, I guess those differences between the US and Denmark is so I guess the most important Part the most of Denmark, or at least my biggest takeaway was this idea called or word called hygge, and the definition is quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well being, regarded as a defining characteristic of Danish culture. So there's really no definite like direct translation in English for hygge. Um, so most people like the way you describe it's like cozy. But it comes from the same word. Um, It's derived from like the same word that like hug comes from. So kind of like that cozy, comforting feeling, Um, like that aesthetic, if you like, if that makes more sense, Um, but it's very popular to like, it's, it's a verb, it's a noun, like, you can do, like, it's just, everything can be very hygge in Denmark, like, for example, there's an article saying how, if you go to the doctor in Denmark for a common cold, they'll be like, oh, just have tea and hygge, and it's kind of, like, a cure for, um, like, sadness and loneliness and all of that, and just general, um, like, lack of well-being, and it really promotes, like, the very high, like, mental health and um, community and all of that wonderful one of the all those wonderful things like but there's different types of hygge like it could be hanging out with friends or and like playing games or it could just be like reading by yourself so it's kind of however you it's there's like different different definitions for everybody and just like how you feel happy and comfortable and there are some pros and cons to it um we learned about in class how since hygge is something that you do with your close friends it can be if you're not part of, like, there's, I don't don't want to get too much into this, but we read an article about how foreign students in Danish universities, so I was in an American, like, study abroad institution, so this is very different than my experience, but um, there was an article about how if you're a foreign student in a Danish university, sometimes it's hard to feel that hygge because it's hard to, um, like, get in that tight-knit close group where people like to experience hygge, so there are some cons to it, but generally, it's a really um, great word or idea. Um, It's something that I definitely um, wanted to share with everybody because it's something that I'm going to take away and try to incorporate more in my life. Because I think in the US, we definitely have the same ideas and the same things we like to do um, that make us feel cozy and comfortable and warm and all of that. But I think by having a word that describes it and encompasses all of those, all the feelings that all the things that people like to do to feel that way. I think it just makes it a bigger pillar in their society and their way of life. And I think that's really important to highlight that and give it a name and make it more integrated in, um, yeah, like daily life in, in, in Denmark. Um, yeah, so kind of going off of that, um, one of the biggest perceptions, I guess, of scandinavia and denmark is that they're very happy because the the happiness ratings for all the countries denmark in 2022 was second place after finland and then iceland was third and um, they're always in the top three, basically. And those the happiness measures that are used, they kind of measure like income and life expectancy, social support, freedom, trust, and generosity. And these things are all very high in Denmark, and they're things that I've experienced. Like it's a very high trusting society, low crime. Um, it's really funny. The most surprising thing I would say about Denmark is the is the fact that they leave their babies and like dogs out side of a restaurant in the stroller no matter what the like no matter what the weather is because there's just such high trust that they don't like they don't feel the need to um like bring them in a restaurant so the parent it's like basically you'll see like parents like just getting a drink at the bar you know and well in in the daytime i feel like in denmark getting a beer is like always a thing for people but um you'll like getting rest, getting food and um, their baby will just be outside. And the first time you see it, you're like, oh my gosh, like, is this baby like what's going on? And then you like, we learned about it in class and people told us like, no, that's totally normal. Like it's very normal to leave your baby outside in the stroller because you know, they're sleeping, they're vibing, they don't know the difference. And the parents like obviously has an eye on them. They're not just totally abandoned. That was just something I think is really surprising. Kind of relates to like that high trust society mindset. Cause, um, I, I didn't even know this was a thing, but apparently it was a really big scandal. Um, I think it was in the seventies that might be totally wrong, but we learned about it in class basically, this Danish woman came woman came to New York City and she went to go get food and so you know, like she thought was you know she just was living her normal life and left her baby in the stroller outside and Obviously in New York City, that was a major issue, and she got arrested and um I think the like Denmark had to make a statement and be like this is like obviously we understand this is like not part of the U.S. culture but this like you know she knew no different this is just so normal um there's also a whole big thing this is separate but like about leaving how cold is beneficial so like that's also they don't see that being a like hindrance to this practice like it's okay to be for it to be cold they think the cold weather is good for kids to sleep in um, so that was kind of a tangent, but something that was really interesting. Um, and that now, you know, by the end, before I left, like I would see all these strollers outside and I'd think nothing of it. But the first time you see that you're like, what is going on? Like who, where are the parents? But that's just so normal for them because it is so safe. And, um, so there's so like much, so much trust. Um, I guess another surprising thing while on this little, while I'm on this little tangent is, um, the fa- I think this is probably, it is, I've, I, we, we had it happen to us. And more than just Denmark, but Europe's whole fascination with American politics is super interesting. They think of it as like a reality TV show. Um, you know, there was we met somebody who said that they know more about American politics than they do about their own because obviously we have quite the reputation. Um, and I won't get into that, but I just think it's super funny to to you know be American and have people constantly ask you about politics and stuff that I think they think. I don't know. It was just so interesting. I think they think that's all we think about because for them, it's just so, it's like, how can you live in a society or politics or so they think it's like comical and just like, like I said, reality TV show. Um, and we had this really weird thing happen. We were getting into, we were going out and the bouncer would like make comments about the States we were from. So like I'm from California. So my ID has California. So he was like, Oh, come on in. Like no, no question and then some of my friends that are from different states he was like he would like ask some political questions it was we were like oh my gosh I feel like in the U.S. like that's so taboo to talk about politics in like a very um, like fun setting like that um so super interesting that's just something else that I wanted to mention because it's so fascinating I guess it's not fascinating for us it's fascinating for them the way that everything's going on over here. Um, but I thought that was funny, but kind of going back to happiness and hygge, um, something else that they've really captured, I think is work-life balance. Um, our teachers have talked about that a lot. I think because they live in a welfare state that takes care of them more, I think there's a, it's not, it's still, it still exists there, but I think the toxic and career ambition that is very common in the u.s i think is less of a problem there i think because um well i don't know i think i found a quote that explains it better than i probably can so it says where is it oh perhaps scandinavians are better to appreciate the small huga things in life because they already have all the big ones nailed down free education um social security so uh, universal health care efficient infrastructure paid family leave and at least a month of at vaca- uh, least a month of vacation a year." So since there's like less of personal responsibility um, to ensure the things that are needed for a good quality of life, I think um, it's easier for them to find work as like enjoyment and um, prioritize family and um, times for Huga rather than a toxic um, perspective on work, which I think is something that we struggle with in the US, at least like at school. I think it's hard to combat that idea that like your career um is the most important thing and i think that's is very toxic and i liked being in a society where that wasn't always the case and i'm sure it is um you know in schools still very competitive and certain jobs are still very competitive but i think overall there's i've learned a lot about like their mindset and i think they that relates to like their happiness and um their prioritization of like well-being um and obviously like uh, my classes were really interesting i really like them because you know not everything is so wonderful as it seems and there's like in every situation there's always pros and cons and i think at least my teachers did a really good job of saying like these are all the things that really work in denmark but you know here there are some negatives and here's why it might not work in the u.s and all this stuff so i thought it was really interesting i had like a f- well very well-rounded um education on like the welfare state and um all of these cultural differences and, um, I don't know. I think they're really interesting and maybe I'm just biased because I loved Copenhagen I love my time there. But, um, yeah, I just think it's especially interesting. I don't know, going to school in the U S and like learning about for me, especially like I'm studying healthcare policy and that's what I learned about at Georgetown. And then I, my mate, like you kind of have to pick a major class. I think I already said this in the last episode, but it's like, I picked, um, comparative health systems. So just like being able to focus on something and do an international comparison. I think was super interesting, you know, no matter what country I was in, so I really liked um because we did a few countries because we traveled with that class so um I don't know, I hope you find this interesting but I think it's just cool to compare different places because I think I've learned like overall people are so similar. I don't know what I expected going into this, but I think you know you're a little nervous like oh, what like like just I don't know, it's nervous to, it's scary to meet new people, especially like who live in a very different place. Um, but I think you learn that even if structurally a kind of country is very different, I think it's very, it's also like a very comforting thing to travel because I think you realize that everyone is similar and everyone has the same challenges and everyone craves like the same goals and ideas and hygge and all that stuff. Um, so that was just a little, that's a little tidbit, but I want to get back to my little schedule. Um, so tra- uh, transitioning from um like all this culture stuff you're like Kelsey I you know you took the class but how do you you know like I didn't live with Danish students so how do you know all this stuff and it's because I had a visiting host family so I could have I think I'm I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself but um I think I said this in last episode but I'm living so I'm living in an apartment with an American students but I could have chosen to live in, with a host family for me I chose not to not because I didn't want to live with a well, Danish family but because most of the families that um you can be paired with live pretty far away from school and from like the center of the city and I didn't want to have to worry about transportation um for that long like I had some friends that were living in fam with families that they'd take the train an hour just to get to school and that was something that I would didn't necessarily want to be part of my daily routine um but so I had a visiting host family so you could sign up to have it them Like, however, you could see them however much you guys agreed on seeing each other. Um, So I saw mine about once a month and they had four kids. And um, actually one of them was studying abroad or I guess exchange. He was an exchange student in the U.S. So that was really interesting. I think that um, it's kind of like we're living switched lives. I think it was interesting for them to hear about all these things from their son and then ask me about them. See if that was like my experience as um, an American. And then for me, it was comforting to know that like they... Um, kind of understood what it's like through their son to be like go abroad, um, and especially in that first month of, where you're still trying to figure everything out. I think it was comforting to have them, and they were, the nicest people ever. Um, I'm so lucky that I was paired with them, and you know we would just, they would you know invite me over for hugget, and um, we would just they would cook, and we sometimes we went out, and they'd show me around where they lived because they did live 45. So I took like a 45 minute train from the center of the city so it's probably like an hour round trip um from where i live uh but it was uh, yeah it was probably my favorite thing the thing i'll take away most um just like being with them and hearing about their life um and just having a family to pretend that you're a part of for a little bit when you're away from home um but it's really exciting because they actually um are coming to dc uh in feb february so i'll hopefully get to see them then and then they're doing randomly a big california trip this summer so i'm hoping that it works out so i can see them this summer but i don't know where i'm gonna be this summer um so we'll see but fingers crossed i'll get to see them and um, they were just a really integral part of my study abroad experience and if you are studying abroad i really recommend um trying to find some way to connect with danes um even if you're not living with them you know, if, the, if your program has like a visiting host family program, definitely sign up for it because it's not, um, you can choose however much you want to see them. So some, I had some friends that saw them every week and some that saw them once, you know, and I feel like I was in the middle of that. And, um, so don't think of it as like a commitment or scary. I think it's, you know, the first time you're nervous going and meeting them. But then from there, like I was so lucky to have them and I had the best times with them. Um, and they taught me a lot about, the culture and just if I had questions about class or they'd help me with my Danish because Danish is so hard so like if I had a um, you know if I had a quiz coming up or an oral I would uh, you know have them write like help me with the words and they were like just so lovely and so wonderful so I wanted to talk about them um, but now going on to you know my final like little section um, daily routine so I'll talk about my daily routine and things that are different I guess than what they are my daily routine is here so um, I had my apartment, and I would I was about a twenty minute bus ride away from school. And most people, I don't know if you've seen any merchandise or souvenirs from Copenhagen or Denmark, you know that is a major, major, major biking city. Everyone bikes. but um I so I had the choice of biking or getting like a card for public transportation. So I chose a public transportation card because I can bike, but not like the Danes can. It is intense. Like it's, you know there's more bikes than cars and you in the morning during rush hour they just keep coming and coming and coming and it is really intimidating so i don't think that's i i have biked there but i think it scared me a little too much to bike in the city center and like to, for that to be my only source of transportation um because everyone was saying like you've not lived there unless you don't know what it's like to live there unless you've been yelled at by a biker which i have um really embarrassingly in front of a lot of people so you know you always have to be careful because they come out of nowhere and you might not see them and I was walking across the street and they appeared and were yelling at me because bikers I don't know like I think people have the right away but I feel like their bikers have the right way. I don't know the rules for that but um they have also really great public transportation they have like an amazing metro system and bus system um I took the metro I loved metro most people took the metro but for me the bus stop was like a lot closer and I'm a lot more convenient so it took a little longer for me but um took the 5c bus fell in love with the 5c bus no not actually but um I took that a lot so that was like how I got to school and back and to you know all the other errands places but most of my errands I ran either by school because um our school like wasn't a campus it was more of like a random rooms and and we had like a student hub and then the rest were just random um we were kind of by the university of copenhagen or copenhagen university um so we i don't know how to describe it but there's like random rooms and buildings that were classrooms so that's kind of i had you know i had five classes in four different buildings throughout a few like two streets two blocks um yeah so we were definitely in the middle of the city so i would run a lot of my errands just around there because that's where all the like it's called the walking streets like the main shopping street um with all the danish stores but then also like the classics like zara h&m all of that good stuff um so i do my errands there or i had a mall pretty close to my apartment um and i would go there and malls are not all of them but the more local malls so i went to a mall that um was like very normal for me i guess um It seemed very similar to the malls that, like, I go to here in the U.S., but, um, the ones by my house, um, the one by my, my, by my apartment was a lot smaller, and it was more, each store was more, like, this one didn't have a big department store. It was all separate into little stores, so there's a store for flowers, there's a store for lights, there's a store for, um, skincare, there's a store for makeup, you know what I mean, it's all pretty store for, like, cameras and getting film and tech, um, so it's all very separated, Um, which wasn't the case, I guess, everywhere, but at least in some areas, I think that was a very big difference from like what I have, what we have here, where you just go to a mall here and it's everything and big, like there's a Target and a Nordstrom and a Macy's and a Bloomingdale's and like, there's so many big stores that you can get everything at. Um, so that was a little different, but yeah, so I would go to class and, um, one thing that was interesting about schooling there is, you never call your professors or your teachers by their first, I mean, by their last name. So we called them by their first name and it was kind of like, they, they were told us like, if you call me by my last name, I won't answer because I, that's so weird and so not normal for us. Like even in preschool in Denmark, you um, call your teachers by your first name and we did too. So that was just one difference too about school um, because very, yeah, I feel like you'd have to call everyone. Like for me at Georgetown, I have to be like professor so-and-so and it's very formal and, um, least on the for the most part but so that was one difference with school so then I'd go to school um do some errands shopping and then I would go grocery shopping too um which was a struggle I think I talked about this in last episode but that was like the most humbling experience was having to google translate your way through a grocery store but one thing that um did want to highlight because it kind of relates to danish culture is they're very into sustainability and they're a very green society so when you do go shopping and running any of these errands and going grocery shopping it's you like i have to carry um like tote bags and reusable bags with me everywhere like i wouldn't leave i think they were just as important as bringing you know like my computer for school and stuff like that um so it always something in police like grocery stores had bags but first of all you had to pay for them but you had to pay for them here too but they were just it was very unco- like uncommon like I would if I asked for a bag I'd probably be the only person that was checking out that wasn't using like my own reusable bags at that point um so that's something that I definitely tr- like we have reusable bags here um at home but it's definitely something that is a lot more common there for every type of store. Like I'd go buy makeup and they'd, you know, I would just put it in my my backpack or my get my little tote bag out. Um so it was very common for everything, which I think was very nice and very sustainable and very good for the environment. Um so that was one part of my daily routine. I always had to make sure that I had reasonable bags on me. Or if not, then I wasn't gonna go shopping that day because it would just be weird to to buy bags. And something else I want to talk about was food. I think um, you know, I, I most of the time I cooked um, food in Copenhagen. Is life in Copenhagen is very expensive, and I had a full kitchen. Um, so it just my roommates and I mostly meal prepped. So that was really nice for the weekdays. But when I did, um, go out to eat. The food there it was amazing. I already talked about in the last episode some of the interesting foods I had to try. Um, but you know, the, I'm, the thing I've already missed so much just being being in the U.S. for about a week. It's the bakeries, the pastries there are better than anything ever um like cardamom buns and they have these like things called wednesday snails um it's really good cinnamon rolls like the oldest bakery in in denmark every wednesday has cinnamon rolls cheaper and bigger than they do the rest of the week um so these you know cinnamon roll type pastries are very popular and they're so good um so it'd be very like in between classes it was very common for us to just go get a little pastry um and coffee and stuff like that so that was a big part of the daily routine fashion was also something that was very different but i love it and i think coming back i've already seen i feel like every scandinavian style and trends are very (laughs) trendy very trendy that's repetitive um are very trendy right now and i feel like everything on pinterest is scandinavian now i've been able to see that more like we went shopping and um and I just feel like a lot of the style that we're getting into now in the US, like they've been wearing for the past like five years, um, so very neutral. I feel like every the daily person wears very fashionable, neutral, but very movable because they have to bike to to work um, or school. Um, and then the high fashion, I feel like, is very a pop of color. Um, I don't know. Basically, the very. Um, I don't know, you know what I'm talking about. You know the aesthetic I'm talking about. So that was something that I had to adjust to and make sure that I was always, you know, have my little new balances and my like dress pants and my little coats and all that and hair slicked back. Um, So that was also a part of the new daily routine. Um, And then something that I only did once in Denmark, but I did in other countries was another part of the Danish daily routine, I guess is like the polar plunge. Um, And it's very common for them to just jump in the freezing cold water. And it's very good for you really good for you. Like we we read about all the benefits and everything, but we weren't strong enough. We weren't brave enough to do it. So I think I jumped into cold water, I think three or four times. And that was, that was enough for me. Um, it was like really refreshing, but I don't have, yeah, couldn't, couldn't incorporate that into the daily routine like they can. Um, but yeah, that was just, those are just some of my, some of the things, the cultural differences that I had, experienced and um learned about but i can't finish talking about denmark without talking about the most magical place and that is tivoli and it was my favorite place in denmark in copenhagen um and denmark too Um, it's the amusement park that inspired walt disney so it's basically like the og disneyland disney world Um, it's stunning and they do different seasons and they're really so they're so I gotta go in the summer season and then that closed and then they open so they're closed for like two weeks and then they open for Halloween season and then they close again for like two weeks and then they open for Christmas and then that's already closed and I don't think they open they have a big break from like January to I don't know when they open for summer but they have a big big chunk of months that they have nothing open um so it's very seasonal, but it is so pretty, and there are a lot of similarities, I don't know, like, living in San Diego, I feel like we've got, I've gone to Disneyland a lot in my life, so I've been, you know, I know it pretty well, and I think it's, it was fun to see, um, Tivoli, because there's so many similarities, you can definitely see how, um, like, where the inspiration came from, like, the boat, i don't know like the big ship like that they have a ship and just like all i don't know i don't even know how to describe it but it's very similar there's one building that kind of looks like small world in the sense um but it's just m- most amazing place i could get lost there i got like a a season pass because um and of course you know because Denmark does so many things better than we do. It's, re- it's relatively very cheap to enter. You Rides you pay separately for, but I think it's $20 to enter, which makes a lot more sense because the prices for Disneyland and Disney World are astronomical and raising, and they're increasing, and it makes no sense because everybody should be able to have that experience, the joy of Disneyland and Disney World and all that stuff. Um, so that was a very nice very nice part of tivoli so i got i went more than three times and that was like already worth that was how much the um the passes were worth so i had um i went there quite a bit i loved it they also have a really nice food hall um and some good restaurants um it was just amazing place to walk around and feel festive and see all the different decorations because they go all out for the holidays it's insane um but yeah, I just wanted to talk about Tivoli for a bit because it was my favorite part of of my time there, I guess, as a place. My favorite place. There are many other amazing things. Like I said, my host family and all the friends I made and all the travel um, I did because I was very lucky to be able to go a lot of places. Um, I don't think, I don't remember where, how many places I had been since the last episode, but I don't think I had gone to Iceland yet. And Iceland was the coolest, just a little tidbit, Iceland was the coolest place ever um and I totally recommend people if you need a fun vacation or you're looking for a cool adventurous outdoorsy trip I highly recommend I feel like I'm not the most like I'm not a hiker like I don't my family definitely prioritizes other vacations over like very nature um like out in the middle of nowhere like stuff like that but um it was a very manageable place to visit, too. Um, You got to go to... You know, we, like, hiked behind a waterfall, but the bus would drive you, like, right up to where it started and stuff like that. I just feel like it was a very easy, manageable, amazing, fun vacation, and I was so lucky to go when the Northern Lights were really prominent. We went, um, like, on Wednesday, we went... So, we got there Wednesday afternoon. We went... We had a tour Wednesday night to Northern Lights, and we technically saw them, but not really, Um, and so we got to go again for, like, you got to go again for free, if you don't, if it, the tour is marked, like, unsuccessful, or something like that, um, so we went Friday, which ended up being one of the best days, like, that whole month for, um, for the Northern Lights, so we got really, really lucky, um, and, yeah, so that was amazing, really cool place, and I went with, um, um, I went with a friend, and it was super fun, so that was a little, I don't know where else, maybe I hadn't gone to other places, when we recorded the last episode, but I know for sure, I don't think I talked about that one, so I just want to talk about that a little bit, because that was super cool, but um, yeah, that was kind of a ramble, but I just wanted to share some of the really cool things that I've learned about in the past four months, um, and kind of reflect on my time there with you guys, especially, um, you know, thinking about what I want to bring back to life, you know, and going back to school, and the things I want to incorporate that I had experienced there, and I definitely think is something that I want to prioritize more and share um, because I think it's a really neat concept and really nice feeling and um, I think it's really important to I think what I took away is like prioritizing yourself and prioritizing what makes you happy and um, I think that was something I'm really grateful for that Denmark was able to kind of teach me and I feel very lucky to have been there and I loved it and again, if you're looking for, well, I guess my number one recommend, recommendation, if you're looking for um, somewhere to travel is definitely Copenhagen. Um, and if anybody is studying abroad and wants some tips about study abroad and just like what to pack, because that is a whole challenge within itself, trying to pack out your life in the two little suitcases, Um, then reach out on our Instagram. And um, if you're, you know, have any questions about what it was like to study abroad in more detail or Denmark or anything related, I am here. Um, So just um, look at our Instagram letters from a 2020 senior. Um, But yeah, that's basically it. I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday season um, and has a happy new year. And I hope 2023 is fabulous and amazing for all of us. So thank you so much for listening and talk to you guys soon.